Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive, and the world I'm turning inside out. Yeah. I'm floating around in ecstasy, so don't stop me now. Don't stop me, 'cause I'm having a good time, having a good time. I'm a shooting star. Anything in life I have wanted, it is to be made a supersonic man out of me. Uh, I, I'm, Don't I, you stop me now. I I'm having gonna, a good I, time. I was going to join you as the supersonic woman, I guess. Yeah, I'm having a ball. Yeah. Don't you stop me now. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Having such a good time. Yeah. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of How Simp Sees It. If you can't tell from that opening tune, we're going to be reviewing the Bohemian Rhapsody this weekend. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I was excited for many months mm-hmm. to see it, and I you saw were. it, and uh, I got some thoughts. You, so you like a uh, oh, what's his name anyway? The oh, I, I do, Rami yeah. Malek. I'm I've been a fan of his since Mr. Robot. And if I if you'd have told me two years ago, uh, or actually three years ago, because he got cast two years ago, but three years ago when Mr. Robot's first season ended, that Rami Malek was going to play Freddie Mercury. I'd be like, the guy in Mr. Robot who doesn't even <laughs> speak above a whisper most of the time, and it's all monotonous or monotonous. Monotone? Uh, yeah. I like saying it, it in a funnier way. But, oh, monotonous. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. I'm hip to your drive, Turkey. Yes, indeed. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I would have been like, I will bet you money, and I will fight you that that will not happen. And I would have lost money and gotten in a fight. <laughs> that <laughs> so, is, both yeah. of those things are unfortunate as yeah, well. Yeah, they are. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and start with the factoids right away. Okay. Um, before we get into uh, the, the whole thing here. Did you know what that song was about? What, the Don't Stop Me Now? Mm-hmm. No. Freddie Mercury enjoyed having um, uh, booger sugar-fueled uh, parties, uh, oh, gotcha. a.k.a. cocaine. Mm-hmm. And um, that was about a uh, coke-fueled party night with a few of his gentlemen friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was uh, having a real good time. I bet he was. Yeah. And uh, he he didn't want to stop. So... I wrote a song about Electra. Here here it goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Because uh, Freddie Mercury was uh, a lot of things and uh, definitely a supersonic man. uh, No doubt. (laughs) So I've heard. Yeah. Uh, but no, we are going to be reviewing the Bohemian Rhapsody. Is it everything you've ever dreamed of, or are a majority of the critics uh, who are bashing on this movie correct, or are we at another audience critical divide? Uh, I'll bet you can probably already figure it out. But if you haven't, well, there's a theme. I will break it down <laughs> for you, and it's a and it's an ongoing theme of the entire 
not just year this year, but it's gotten worse. And it's at a boiling point now. But this has been happening since Batman Superman, Batman versus Superman. It started roughly when that movie came out was when the traditional critic got almost jaded or cynical to certain types of movies and stopped thinking about them from not just a movie-making method, which can be flawed, but taking into consideration that audiences want to have a good time. Yeah, and and a lot of them aren't going to care. They're not going to be like, well, that's the wrong type of wood. That's not balsa wood, you know, (laughs) or whatever, you know. Uh, which clearly you would be able to tell if it was or was not balsa wood. But Getting lost in the details. I'm just yeah. saying, you know what I'm saying, uh, potato, potato type stuff. Uh, but, yeah, so I'll get into all that, too, and I'll give you the numbers and the splits and uh, kind of tell you uh, to to make up your own mind again on this one. Don't I do what I want. I, I, and, and a lot of people are now. It's, I mean, I think everyone is getting hip to everyone's, uh, all the, uh, the critics uh, jive now, turkeys. Oh yeah. Because, uh, well, you they know. just know they're like, okay, so the last movie you said was going to suck pure ass. I liked a lot and I knew it was a bad movie and I didn't care. So like, and well, that's AKA always Venom. been true though of, of the general mass public and, and the critics. Yes, but now, um, but the things that we used to rely on for the mass public, like um, Rotten Tomatoes, which used to be voted on more yeah, so by it's, people, it, it's becoming it's becoming a flawed system. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's just turning into the old system is what it's doing. I yeah, think. Anyway. inherently flawed mm-hmm. uh, as it may be. So uh, that said, we were going to get into a little bit of news. Not much going on this week. I know, uh, big time. Sad face. No secret movie from J-Rod this week. But we did a secret series last week, J-Rod did, that I helped chime in on. Uh, you did. As, as I had And also I still recommend it. it. Yes. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, we, we shall not spoil that for you, but if you go and uh, check out last week's uh, podcast, that's up there, and you can... Uh, uh, tune in and, and have yourself a a, 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 fine a, a a good time. Don't <laughs> don't stop it now. You're having such a good time. You're having a ball. You know. I will be. When uh, I listen to that. Yeah, we are going to be also because it's uh, supersonic fun. We are going to be uh, using uh, some of uh, uh, not necessarily our favorite Queen songs, but selections that we do like because we like all Queen songs. I mean, mm-hmm. Most Queen songs. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I like them all, but there's some I love and some I'm like, yeah, it's a good song. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. uh, but we've selected ones that we feel are not only good tunes and representative of of, of the band, but also there's uh, one at least in particular on the end uh, and a couple that are featured heavily in the movie and have stories behind them. And um, I, I just wanted to make the ones that we, we selected uh you know, it all ties into the movie, but these particular selections of songs are ones that people are going to take notice of for a couple of reasons. One is one you've probably never heard before, or if you have, you forgot about it because it's not often talked about with all of Queen's like mega hits and stuff like that. Uh, two will be different versions of the classics you've probably heard, um, and I can go into why, but... Uh, it's once you I mean if you listen to the studio version of Bohemian Rhapsody it's going to be pretty impossible without some sort of pre-recorded portions to do Bohemian Rhapsody in full live the way it sounds on the album 
Like, right. hey, Freddie Mercury's voice is not always that. Like, I, I believe Freddie Mercury would be the greatest singer of all time. I know it's arguable. Other people can argue, and well, they style. Then, plays I mean, a big it part, is, yeah. and and that's just it. It's subjective. So you, you'll say, well, "Fuck you, it's Sinatra," and I'll say, "Fuck you, it's Freddie Mercury." And neither one of us are wrong, and right. neither one of us are right. But um, I'll fight you about it. Yeah, and we'll fight each other uh, vehemently. I uh, won't actually. But uh, oh, I will. I'm, I, here it is. Shirts off. Here we go. Oh, oh, stop. Loki, get a sick. See, we put on a whole show. I bet you thought we were really fighting too, didn't <laughs> it's we? It's like the old shadow radio show. That's right. That's right. Uh, but no. Um, so that that said, um, I'll, I'll have some, I'll have some thoughts um, because it's not it's not a perfect movie, but I'll get into all of that and why um, I think that most everyone will probably walk away from this with a positive vibe uh, unless you are an old school critic who's like, um, I don't like that. And I know exactly why. And that's what we'll talk about. So that being said, um, you know, take these songs for what it's worth. Queen is great. If you don't know Queen and you're like, what's this Bohemian Rhapsody jive? <laughs> uh, you know, listen to some Queen. It's great music. And I'm, it's very possible that a lot of younger folks are saying that. Like, what, what is the deal with this, this Mercury fellow? Like, uh, you know, what is the deal with this this queen, uh, this I can, band? I don't like, know how that's possible, but okay. He, well, dude, you know. It's a hard uh, because thing to imagine. About, the way that I can say it is this, okay? And maybe it's in this day and age, it's not. But okay, so so I grow up. I, I'm a, a wee bit older than you. Mm-hmm. But I grow up. My dad gives me CDs from, from Kirk. Cream, not Queen, Cream. Yes. Uh, Eric Clapton and his whole people. He gives me CDs and records and cassette tapes from the Beatles, you know. Right. Uh, And I'm like, this is some pretty cool stuff. And I'm listening to what I'm listening to in school. And then in 1990, uh, or maybe it's, is it 90? I think it's 1990. 90 or 91, along comes Wayne's World. And um, (laughs) they get in the Mirth Mobile. and they 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 whip out a cassette tape, and they put it in the deck, and the audience was treated to a song that the younger generations, aka me, was like, "What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was badass. How do I make that happen?" And the song it's a, it's a rarity in the music business when a song goes uh, to the number one charts twice, thirty years apart. Uh, yeah. and then, you know, then goes, uh, and debuts on the U S charts higher than it ever went when it was released. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I argue. I, d- I did not know queen until Wayne's world. So, and I, I was shit 12 years old, you know I what did I mean? Growing up. I can't, I can't really remember a time I didn't know queen existed. Uh, it wasn't until high school that I got into queen. I mean, I guess I knew queen existed because of the, the, we will rock you just because, mm-hmm. you know, when well, you're and another one rides the bus and all yeah, that stuff. I mean I the big, weird Al parodies that yeah. too. And just the easiness. I mean, I, pl- I started playing drums when I was six and the easiest song in the world to play on the drums is, Oh, yeah, we will rock. And so I, I sit there and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And I like that song and I like We Are the Champions, but mm-hmm. I'm young. I don't, I'm not up there flipping the, the whole albums and the cassettes to the whole thing. I, I'm like, cool. I like that song. I, I learned how to play it on the drums. I'm going to put my Beatles back on and all that. <laughs> and then this the Wayne's World playing that song with that scene, it opened up my eyes. I'm like, that was an insane piece of music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Holy mm-hmm. cow. 
And uh, there's some pretty nice full circle stuff as Mike Myers is in uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, especially in the capacity uh, as to what um, oh, okay. he, he he does in there, Very which good. is uh, uh, it's pretty funny because I mean it, it's 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 in the well you've seen it uh, on the on the commercial and in the trailer it's the guy that says nobody is going to listen to a six minute bloody oh, yeah, EP yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, that's Mike Myers oh. and a he's in such disguise that you almost recognize uh, unrecognizable but what's really funny well, he is, looks quite different it, now too oh he does he's got the Val Kilmer thing going on. But what's on. really, what really, I, I think I was the only one that really got it. It was such a meta joke. Mm-hmm. But like, here's Mike Myers telling Queen, uh, okay, that it's never going to work. And one of the lines exactly was, nobody's going to ride around in their car and put this in and bang their heads to the, to the chorus. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. <laughs> Directly out of Wayne's world, yeah, like yeah. I just who inspired a generation yeah, of you, people to do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's just the the total full circle mm-hmm. of that. Like I just I that really I don't know. I gave it bonus points for yeah. that. I just that's a good inside joke. Thing. Yeah, I just I thought it was pretty great. I mean, you go you spoil spoil spoil. It's in the the previews. Like <laughs> I, I spoil nothing other than if you haven't seen Wayne's World. Uh, sorry, thirty year old spoiler alert. Um, it's funny. Yeah. You should see that. Uh, both you of them. should. <laughs> I mean, the first one, most importantly, but really the second good. one too. Yeah. Uh, you know, these are these are really uh, really good shows. So, anyways, on that note, we're going to um, get up into our update section. We have our first uh, selected queen tune. Uh, that we're going to transition for. Speaking of Bohemian Rhapsody, many of you may have heard it on the radio, but have you ever heard it live? Have you ever heard it live? Because I say that uh, because when they do it live, it's it's different. Freddie Mercury can't always hit those notes. Um, it's really hard and really high up there. You can only go... Well, you can't do it night after night like, and after night when you you're can't. on tour. Like, yeah. You can do parts of that mm-hmm. and then kick into having some pre-recorded stuff and, and that's basically what happens. But the live part is always Freddie Mercury and his piano and the vocals are always live, but the pre-recorded Galileos and all that stuff, they just can't... Like, A, your vocals can't handle that every mm-hmm. night. B, you're not going to be that on pitch every night when you're trying to create oh, meticulous and, and perfect around harmonies. and dancing and... Yeah, just all that. So that... Well, especially the that time, the fucking tour schedule was oh, brutal. brutal. It was brutal. You're like, you're going to Pittsburgh, you're going here, you're going there, you're going to Rio, you're going over here, you're taking a world tour. Yeah, if you get like, a day off that yeah. isn't a travel day, it's a it's miracle. It's insane. Yeah, it, and it doesn't happen uh, very often. So uh, that said, though, here's a nice live version uh, from the Live Aid of Bohemian Rhapsody. Live Aid is something that I'm going to talk about when we get into the reviews, which is going to come up right after uh, we talk about a little bit of news uh, right after this. Just begun 
So fun, fun little fact: as Anna had never seen the Live Aid uh, performance from Queen before, and uh, if you do not know, um, Live Aid um, is not just hey they did a good show. If you ask music experts, Rolling Stone, music magazines, they went through and combed all of 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 rock and roll's best performances that were strictly focused and fueled just on music. Okay, mm-hmm. we're talking Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock. We're talking like gotcha. Led Zeppelin. We're talking some big time shit, and all of them, it's Queen's perfectly crafted twenty minute set at Rite Aid, that upstage at Live Aid. The, or Live Aid, Rite Aid, <laughs> not a not a drugstore in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, no, at the Live Aid, uh, you know that upstage Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, that upstage Paul McCartney, that upstage all kinds of huge acts. This was a perfectly crafted twenty-minute act. Like it was perfect, and it's my a good my set whole for a band. It's a good uh, set length. Oh yeah, it's it's great, and the way it was done was just absolutely magnificent. And and uh, there's generally not many argument people people that have seen it go, oh yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah, it's that, <laughs> and then it's Jimi Hendrix with the with the national anthem at Woodstock. Like those are the top two mm-hmm. always, mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually Queen one, Hendrix two, uh, again. Arguable for many, but articles have been written, and that's the one that takes the cake. So if you have a beef, take it up with the people who wrote the article. I'm going to take it with that bitch, Wendy. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, who, who, Where's the beef? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that that lady. Yeah. Uh, she, whew, I don't know. No, well, it was Wendy's commercials. Yeah, I remember. I just, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was. Uh, she might not be. Well, we're talking about spry. Bohemian Rhapsody, you, you know. know. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, um, probably could use a massage. I bet a good old massage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bet she could. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm gonna, I'm not going to talk much on it because, uh, uh, that's not what this show is, but today, uh, is, uh, you know, a, a national election. Um, so hopefully, uh, you yeah. got out and voted. And if you don't believe in voting, then I guess good, good for you. And um, I hope you didn't, I guess, but, uh, I voting is something that I, you know, I, I'm, I, I guess I'm semi-passionate about. It's a way to at least let us feel like our voices are being heard. Um, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? If mm-hmm. anything, even if they're not, at least we feel like it. I just think that voting is a great part of, of our, albeit flawed system. Voting is, I don't know. It's, it's nice. And I feel it should not be tossed aside. Um, and it should not be made a joke of, and it should not be, hey, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to fill all these down just one side. And I think that you should, uh, if, I mean, I'm not going to tell y'all what to do and I'm certainly not never going to tell you who to vote for. Uh, I'm just going to say that if you were an adult and you're not like in high school, uh, or like early college, I should say, uh, you know, or high school where you're 18, but you're still in high school and you're like, I ain't if I can vote if you get, if it lands on that year or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. which, um, for me, it did. I was one of the few, I did get to vote in high school. Um, I did too. Yeah. yeah. So my, my first vote was cast for Bill Clinton. Um, I think it was just a governor's race. I don't think it was a national yeah, election. That was my first, uh, my first one ever. And he won. So I was like, my vote did it. It was mine. <laughs> mine that, that won. But no, uh, I've just, you know, um, I, I feel that if you are of a, of a certain age, I'll call it, you know, 25 or older, 
you should at least take a look at who your candidates are in your state, uh, who, who, who's running, what's going on, and what's going to be on your ballot, and familiarize yourself. Just don't go up there and just say, well, I've heard this name. Oh, it's Jeff Jefferson. I'm going to go ahead and mark that. <laughs> the name you, you know. know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, Just know your candidates. It's real easy. All you got to do is type them into a, a computer, and it'll tell you what. I mean, some some things will even ask you, Okay, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? Oh yeah, and then uh, it generates and it we says, think you'd like this. Look, in, look yeah. at these candidates and what yeah. they're about, um, kind of a thing. Doesn't take very long, and it's just I don't know. It's a good way to to let your voice. Well, go it depends on where you live too. If it takes too long, it's true. Now I don't want to harp on this. I've, I lost a, a friend, uh, not really a friend. He was kind of an asshole. You knew him. It was <laughs> that fucking that Al Dispinet guy or whatever. He's a weird fucking oh, dude. Yeah. He's all right, but he told me how he could rip my rib cage out and do other kind of things because he was really? a marine. And yeah, I, but why would you do that? Well, that's what I said, and I was like, "Well, why?" And he's like, "Because I can." And I'm like, "I'm gonna go over here." No, but uh, um, I, I told I, I made a post on Facebook. I'm like, go out, do your civic duty, do your civic duty, and vote. I voted, and you should too. Just making a joke, you know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, and he's like, don't you come here and tell me to fucking vote? And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you don't have to vote. Um, I just said you <laughs> should vote as a blanket statement because I mean, it's what you should do. Yeah. Uh, and he went into this big old long diatribe about how voting is worthless and you don't need to vote and all this other stuff. And well, hey, it depends on where you live. Again, and the things you're you know, on. you well, this was Illinois. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, I, again, I'm not going to be the one to say, you know, if, if you don't vote, I got a problem with you because I don't. But he had a problem with me because I was like, hey, everybody should vote. <laughs> I, I'll always say, hey, everybody should vote. Well, um, some people just got to convince you that they're right, you know. I guess, yeah. Um, Those people are out there. Yeah, yeah I mean, y- y- true. So, I'm not, I didn't lose any sleep over it. Um, I wouldn't either. No, no. I didn't. Uh, I was just like, okay. As long as he doesn't gonna, really know where you live. He's I not going to vote. Even if he did. He, you know, this is many years now. Well, uh, he, he is a Marine. He can rip your rib cage out, I, yeah. which I don't think that's something they really teach no, Marines. No, I don't think that's, I don't think he Like learns, regular old I mean, Marines, I can't, I I'm not a Marine, so I don't know. That's true. That's um, true. Uh, you know. Well, I'm, I am sure you learn a lot of different ways to kill people. I suppose. Yeah. I do play video games where I have been a Marine, and they've still never taught me that move. Um, so. <laughs> just rip the yeah, and I've open. played some pretty brutal stuff. Like, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops would be like, you need to, hey, Marine, you need to go for the old ribcage prob- rip-out move. I, I probably ripped somebody's ribcage out in uh, the Dead Rising game, I'm sure, at one point yeah, or another. That's very possible. Yeah. yeah. Any sort of zombie-related mm-hmm, game mm-hmm. Uh, is going to be good. But no, uh, wherever you live, wherever you're listening from, unless it's not America, which, hey, welcome uh, to our weird, flawed system of a country over here. Nobody's uh, perfect. You know, some of it works, some of it doesn't. Uh, we can sit back and laugh at ourselves. So <laughs> <laughs> we do often. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, so if you are listening from afar, then uh, I, I don't think the voting uh, for this particular election applies uh, to you. If you are, vo- are listening from yeah, a faraway we're, land, we're, we're Americans. We're not too f- familiar. Now, now with- isn't there a, a, a rule if you are American and you are away, can you absentee vote from afar? Well, yeah. Well, usually it's something that they send you early and you fill out and you send mm-hmm. it back in. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. And yeah. then they count it the day of. It's like in a special envelope that yeah. they open the day of. They count uh-huh. all the absentee ballots. Yeah, they're not be messing around with them. They're yeah, and you don't have to be out of the country either. If you're out of where you're supposed to be able to vote and you know you're going to, yeah. you can do that. Well, luckily for me, it's just right up the way from 
my house. Yeah, I, I can walk to yeah, my, it, my polling It place. takes me, uh, I mean, I could walk. It's up a big-ass hill, so I don't. But it, it took me like 30 seconds. <laughs> no, mine's all downhill. There. Both ways. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, uh, so today's the day. And hopefully uh, whoever you voted for uh, really uh, made you happy. I did I vote. Guess. I'm going to be honest. I didn't feel good about any of it. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> uh, I voted, and then I watched the just results and was like, man, this is all just shitty. Um, but whatever. Uh, moving on to things that aren't shitty. Uh, round yeah, on this podcast, we love us, the Cohen brothers. We think they're some of the best directors in the business of writers. show. And yeah, writers, directors, uh, joke tellers, uh, interview givers. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're all great. So uh, coming up, which I can't wait for, November 16th is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking today's what the six so ten, 10 days. days yeah. uh, there is the uh, the ballad of Buster Scruggs, yes, uh, which is. we're going to get a six part Coen Brothers Western movie, not a series, not a limited mini series or a limited event. It's a movie, a six part movie uh, filled with all kinds of famous people, directed and written by the Coen Brothers. Uh, it's going to be in some theaters the week before, starting on the eighth. I think, which is this what this Friday. So I think, like Thursday. six hours of what? yeah. If you want to, if you want to go, right. you can. And it's like I'm talking. This is going to be like L.A., New York type stuff. Right. Maybe Chicago. Um, but uh, I'll just wait for Netflix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's comfy, you know. I know. Uh, I'm down for a road trip. Let's yeah. go. But I mean, I would. But to the music uh, box, that'd be fun. That would be great. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I just, I can't wait to see it. It's coming up soon. So if you guys don't know, maybe check a trailer out, uh, for that. It's, it, uh, it looks pretty good. Long time ago, I watched a show called Deadwood. I still consider it to be the greatest Western like show that was ever on television. Oh, Western show. Yeah. yeah. Except for anybody who lived back in the day, be like, Bonanza and I'll fight you. I might go, I might throw a firefly as my wild card. I guess that's a space Western. It's a little different. Yep. Uh, and you'd be like, Westworld motherfucker. And you're like, yes. Okay. But that's also science fiction. Yeah. And a little bit different. I'm talking just straight up Western, mean sons of bitches doing mean shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Deadwood. I love Deadwood. And they said a long time ago that when Deadwood ended early, canceled season three, we were left with a cliffhanger. Season four was going to come back. Now we're not doing that, but we're going to give you a two part movie. Cool. That was 12 years ago. <laughs> uh, and now, today, they started. It's it's happening. Like the pre-production has started now. It's like they've gotten all the cast, everybody signed, everybody's cleared the schedules, That's and crazy starting talk. to work. Yeah, I'm like, and they're bringing back ninety percent of the original cast. Now, obviously, they can't bring back Powers Booth, right? So I'm, that would be gonna, troublesome. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> there might be people wanting to know how he did that. Um, well, but, they they could Princess Leia or whatever. I suppose not with Powers Booth. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they could. I suppose, but yeah. uh, anyways, old side Tolliver, uh, he will not be uh, in uh, in the movie. You know, and I imagine they'll have a. Well, I'm not going to go see it. They'll have written him out in some creative way because, you know, that's what they have to do. Somehow, mysteriously, 20 years have passed. Yeah. Um, So, can we just say now that Daylight Savings Time is stupid? Yeah, we can. We've said it before. We'll say it every time. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the shortest week of the year, shortest day of the year was in this week. And basically this week is the weakiest weeks of long weeks that there ever was. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's just a long, 
well, long yeah. week. Well, they've uh, proven that, it that, actually. Well, it feels long, but it's short, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, um, they've actually proven that more car accidents happen in this week than because they're other. tired. Well, it's not just that either. It's like people like yesterday they drove home and or like on Friday they drove home and it was daylight out on their drive home from work. And then on Monday they drive to work and it's dark as shit. Oh yeah, and they're like, wait, what? Yeah, hold on. Yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to still be asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is not cool. Um, I can say this though. Um, People and I said last week too. I was like, I was like, if there's anything Americans love, it's a good musical. And while this movie Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody is not a musical, it is a movie about a musician, and it is now in just one weekend the highest grossing opening weekend for any movie about any living performer ever um, that was in the well, music business. Yeah, well, that happens when you keep jacking up ticket prices. I'm just <laughs> I mean, maybe, but ultimately, I think... Well, he's a worldwide... I just think that everybody just... If anybody ever left the, the business too soon, it was Freddie Mercury, and I don't think anybody was ready to lose him, and they're like, God dang. Well, so no argument here. When you get a chance, you're like, I got I to gotta do this for Freddie, because damn. But that Ray movie won I, an I, Oscar that one time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it did. But you know what it didn't do? Make $50 million on its opening <laughs> two days. Uh, that just didn't happen. Because as much as I like Ray Charles, and as much as you like Ray Charles, I I, I like Freddie Mercury more. Um, but I do. Oh, that's Queen is in my top three favorite bands. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's it's, I, I, I consider um, Freddie Mercury to be the greatest frontman of all time. I don't need to fight anybody because I respect that other people will have uh, a way um, in on don't this. Don't worry, everybody. I'm going to I'm gonna stab him with my keys here. That's second. what happens yeah. in between the sequences <laughs> uh, where nobody can hear you scream. I press that <laughs> mute button. I get to stab him. That's right. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's that. Um, let's see here. They Live, one of my all-time favorite movies, turned 30 years old yesterday. I watched is that it. The Roddy Roddy Piper one. Indeed, it is, sir. Okay, John good. Carpenter still, yeah. uh, so just as still socially relevant today uh, as it was back then. Mm-hmm. So John Carpenter is an is an oft uh, underappreciated genius, sir. They stole that uh, for an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? See, that's how yeah, good it is on the old Nickelodeon show. Uh, mm-hmm. And the answer is no. I am not. Afraid of the dark. Oh, I am sometimes. Depends what's out there. I'm going to tell you something. And how far I can see. I'm switching (laughs) gears. Okay. And speaking of gears, you know what really grinds my gears? America? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like being fed, hand-fed, a steaming bowl of manure, and then going... What are you, Biff Tannen? Yeah, I don't like it. Um, I don't like it when somebody says, hey, this is what's going to go on. And you're like, okay, yeah, I see. That makes total sense. And then it's time for that to happen. And then you go, okay, let's let's see this some bitch through. And then at the end, they button hook you. And all the shit they've been saying for a year is like, psych, bitch. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like. I'm going to need a little more info. I'm going to get there. Oh, okay. But that's how I felt when I watched. Rick Grimes, air quote, last episode oh. of The Walking Dead. Okay. My exit strategy, mm-hmm. um, as I feel the show has been declining. This actually, this 10th season's actually, or ninth season's actually been pretty decent. But I was in for Rick. 
Otherwise, mm-hmm. I was going to be done. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, last Rick's last set? I, was, I can hang with that. Okay, so I watch. And I'm not going to say what happens. There's a thing that goes down at the end, and then it cuts away to the We just write it down on a piece of paper, and I won't, uh, I no, won't tell anybody, the, I promise. The, the cat is on out the bag because mm-hmm. they didn't wait. Uh, oh. they, they're like, show's over. Welcome to Talking Dead. Hey, Andrew Lincoln signed a deal to do a trilogy of movies on AMC so the Rick Grimes story continues through three movies, television movies, on AMC. What? Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. Then the, the you... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hoodwinked, uh-huh. I tell you. Hoodwinked. That's what I said. Button hooked me. They button hooked me. I, I fucking go left, you go right. Oh, surprise. Yeah. Who say, knew? Uh, yeah, put up your dukes. I'm like, fucking, I got no dukes. All right. <laughs> I got nothing here. Uh, you told me one thing, and you, you flat out lied, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. You lied. Mm-hmm. And I took you at your word for it, and then you you did it to me anyways. So I don't know if I'm going to watch. I mean, I probably will, yeah. but I don't know. No, I, I wouldn't. I Fuck just it, it pisses me off. Fuck them in their marketing strategy. That's exactly right. That's, so you lied mm-hmm. to me to get me to watch these six episodes, and then you pulled some shit in the end, and then you're like, psych, bitch. Three movies. You gotta mm-hmm. give that at least a year of dead air where everybody thinks he's not coming back. Yeah, for, and like, then you'd be like, you know what? Yeah, and instead it we was, talked him into it. And instead it was Walking Dead got over at nine oh eight and nine ten. Andrew Lincoln signs on for three movies. Like the fuck is wrong with you people? Well, yeah, that's not even trying to hide it. No, you know what I mean they're not. You know why? Because their ratings are so fucking low right now that they're like, we can't actually really lose Rick Grimes, well, so everybody- we're gonna get him to watch, and then we're gonna be like. Hey, we're not really losing him. Come see us as again. As soon as the third the movie's over. He's yeah. coming back to the show. Yeah, it's like, we were just fucking with you. We got him back. He doesn't really want to spend dream. time with his family in London. And if he did, we'll move over there and shoot some shit over there. They reboot it with Rick Grimes and he wakes up at the hospital all over again. Yeah, for a, a trilogy <laughs> of movies. Um, but it was a good episode. I mean, the first six episodes have been some strong... Work three of the six, especially three were kind of meh. But mm-hmm. for The Walking Dead, a huge step up from the garbage that was last <laughs> episode. The last season was just hot trash, dude. It was hot bad. trash. Yeah, nasty. Awesome. Yep. I love it. Pile of hot stankin' garbage. I'm I'm not interested in that. I'm no. not gonna lie. But uh, you know, because of Anna and the show, I'm not gonna just leave the room when she wants to watch it. I'm like, I'm gonna be like, well, fuck that. I'm you have fun. <laughs> I would. I'm going be to like, the kitchen. Fuck you. And I'm gonna sit. Your show. I'm gonna play fucking dominoes or whatever the fuck people do. <laughs> chess, uh, you chess, know, dude. I'll play chess against myself. We'll just keep uh, spinning that board around. You know, I, I won't. I'll just do stuff on my computer yeah. while she watches. Occasionally give it a weird, like, the fuck? Do you think they have rotating chess boards that you do that? You play yourself and just keep spinning? I, I saw... I don't know what the fuck it was on. I saw... Oh, it was the Big Bang Theory. There was a chess board that was, like, it was, like, this tall. And, like, it was a circle, but it was, like, layered as it went up. It was like a spiral? Yeah, like a spiral mm. with, like pieces of the chessboard. That's fun. Yeah, I was like, oh, I've never seen one like that. That's kind of cool. It's neither here nor there, but speaking of chess, <laughs> you know, I just thought um, I'd throw that out there. It's all serendipitous. Yeah, but uh, no, I just didn't like that uh, that Walking Dead uh, bullshit. I just didn't think that was very cool. Well, it's AMC's bullshit. It's not Walking Dead's bullshit. I guess. Yeah, it is. Uh, and they're better. AMC, you're better than that. Um, sorry, but are. you are. They're uh, not, apparently. They should be. Uh, uh, well... Speaking That's different. AMC, um, I just looked up on Seinfeld and saw a uh, janitor from Scrubs, uh-huh. Juan Etor. Mm-hmm. 
if you will, um, uh, author uh, of Dr. Acula. uh but yeah no it's neil flynn uh most people now would know his face and name from the middle um most people wouldn't know that he was in major league and most people it was one line uh most people wouldn't know that he was the cop in seinfeld which i didn't know until i just looked up and saw (laughs) um but i just restarted watching scrubs again for the first time since i was living with you in chicago that That was was the last time I watched Scrubs. That good was 2011. Yeah, good long so, time ago. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. Um, and uh, the, that was when I was up. You stayed up there longer, but that when I was yeah. up there, I watched Scrubs, and I haven't watched it since. And I've been having a time. I cruised through the first season in two days. That's pretty good. It's insane. There's yeah. 24 episodes. Mm-hmm. I should be doing better shit with my life. <laughs> like I should. Playing that game is what you should be doing. I, well, I did, and I, I've taken breaks, and that's what I've done oh, in that's between. Mis- that's a mistake. Because, dude, I can't ever take a have break. lost so much sleep, but I will be. I'm sure you will. And I'm on, I was like, I'm on chapter four, and I feel like it's wrapping up, but I don't want it to. So I just typed in. I'm like, how many chapters are in this game? They're like six. I'm like, sweet, but fuck i've played this game a lot <laughs> like i don't even know how it's gone down but yeah it, it has um also uh, amc announced today and we don't know in what capacity <laughs> a but, new walking yeah, dead they're, spin-off. they're just doing this whole movie thing uh breaking bad making a movie breaking bad ended six years ago and it's pretty final. <laughs> I mean, so unless they're planning on a Halloween episode or something, it's all flashback. You know, uh, it's but, all flashback. But yeah, they're they're doing a Breaking Bad movie. I don't know if it's without Brian Cranston and like That'd maybe just Jesse. Like after you know, oh yeah, like after mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's Jesse in high school. Like I don't, I don't think that would work now. Better call Saul with Jesse. Yeah, something. <laughs> I mean, but like I'm curious, um, you know, because of my love for Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, on Netflix, they put out. I talked a little bit about it last week. I said it was dark. I said it was not like your uh, your brothers. Or sister's oh, yeah. version of Sabrina, the mm-hmm. teenage witch. Uh, this is the chilling adventure, the, the chilling adventures of Sabrina, um, the teenage witch. Um, I did. I don't. I do not watch Riverdale, but oh. um, I had seen a couple Parallel. of episodes, and I was like, "This looks like the people that do Riverdale." It's got this weird, like bluish greenish tint. Isn't that what it. all TV has now? Like that Matrix filter? Not all, but <laughs> I hate that Matrix filter. But no, uh, this has a definite filter over it. And people are like, so is this connected to the Riverdale? Because it looks like Riverdale, but different with different people. And they were hesitant for the first week. And then oh, they were like, of course, uh, it is absolutely a connected universe. Oh, so of course sure it is. There shall be a crossover Cross. event. Reboot. You know, spinoff. Here uh, sometime. Um, God damn it! I did see this. <laughs> I did see this uh, meme on the on the interweb, and it, I laughed at this uh, uh, un, unreasonably loud. <laughs> um, GameStop, what can I get for you today, sir? Me, you know I am here. It's a picture of Will Smith from Wild Wild West. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it up in his cowboy duds. Yeah. <laughs> you know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I just I would do that if I had that if I had that. <laughs> the like, ability. Yeah, I would to ride turn up into on a Will horse Smith. 
and like just have that whole. I mean, like what, nineteen ninety three, ninety four? What is? I mean, because I mean, dude, like that's pretty fly. That's pretty good. I love that hat. Yeah, that hat is badass. The whole outfit. I don't have enough swagger to pull off before real glasses were invented. But yeah, pulling the Django thing. Yeah, like I would totally (laughs) like if I could show up like that. Oh, I would. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I would. I'm sure. Um, and and the GameStop guy would be like. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do know what you hear. Uh, for. Horses are not allowed in yeah, the store. As a matter of fact, could you get that fucking horse out of here, please? Uh, he it's just shat shit, yeah. right out there, and they don't just do a drop. It's a mound, sir. It's a mound. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, horse shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't think I'd had a transition for that, but I do. In Red Dead Redemption Two, your horse just plotses wherever he feels like it, and it comes in droves. <laughs> Yes, sir. Can't turn off the ship. No, sir. No, it happens. That's a little too real. So I remember, uh, I'm pretty sure I heard you say at some point in time that if there was one thing on earth you needed, if you had one wish Mm. in life, ever, it would be that a new Leprechaun movie get released. Oh, yeah. Be careful what you wish for. Because it happens. Actually, it's happening now. I, I made down. that wish on St. Patrick's Day last See, year, believe look it or out. not. Be careful what you wish for. That's the tagline. Peter Dinklage. It's the leprechaun. Yeah. Oh, coming out of a whale. Oh, I'm the leprechaun coming out of a whale. Yeah. Peter, Peter Dinklage? Yeah, uh, maybe. That's my guess. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be Warren Davis. Oh, yeah, probably. And uh, why point. would they change Good a perfect uh, casting choice? He's a working uh, actor. And not only that, he has made seven of them sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can do it at this point. It has to be. No, it no, has not, to be. Not uh, while he survives, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, which I didn't think that he did that either. But uh, I'm going to tell you this. The last couple Leprechaun movies, not been good. Not to say the other ones were great. But, <laughs> you know, so, the uh, first one holds a little, a little bit of water. Yeah. You know, uh, I can say that much at least. Um, but, yeah, so uh, this, is, uh, this is always a bit of a tougher time of year uh well not always but this year it's it's become a, t- a tougher time of year for me this, this is about the one year mark since i have uh since we, we lost uh pedigree great fan of the show good good dog my first ever um dog and this is the week like a year ago this week so i'm kind of like yeah that's that's tough yeah i'm kind of kind of bummed and stupid Facebook, you know, I, I need to turn this off, uh, especially around this time of year, because it pops up with your memories and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to re- reread what I wrote a year ago. It gives you a good reason to think of the good stuff. I, it does. And in, a, in two or three years, like, I will be appreciative of mm-hmm. it. But like right Still now, a little fresh. it's too tough. Like, what's going to happen in April when, like, when Chad's stuff comes back up? Like, I'm not. Well, it's gonna not going to be easy. I'm not going to be digging on that, and I'm yeah. not, you know, going to want to be reminded of that kind of stuff. So, uh, it was Halloween. I saw a picture of uh, your special lady and uh, their childrens in their costumes. Yeah, I made uh, one of those. That's I figured. I was like mm-hmm. the robot one. No. Oh, I made the unicorn one. Oh. The boy made the the robot one. Well, good on him. I was like, yeah. I think uh, J. Rodman made that robot one mm-hmm. right there. But mm-hmm. that was just in my mind's eye that I I said that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and then I I I synced them all at a Costco. 
Uh, oh yeah, I heard. Yeah, such, I was like, I tell, we tale. didn't, uh, we didn't hear at first, and I was like, what? The? I look over, and I was like, oh yeah, oh shit, yeah, nice, yeah. I was like, where's J Rod? They're like, nah. <laughs> I was at work. It's where I was. Yeah, they're like, he's not here. He's out doing God knows what with whoever and who knows what all no, and everything else. They all. I think they brought me dinner that night. That's pretty actually. cool though. Yeah. From Costco. No, from Noodles and Company. Hey, they got good noodles. I think they went there after they brought me dinner. See, that's nice. Yeah. That's that's nice. It was. Um, I didn't have to leave. It was great. See, that that makes it even nicer yeah. when they leave and they don't have to. Yeah. yeah that, well, I was working, so I was sitting at a computer in a dark room. Yeah, yeah, that's... I'm sitting in front of two computers, actually. Yeah, I, don't, I don't miss the tech days. Yeah. Uh, those were always... Uh, well, as an actor, they were a lot easier on me than they were... <laughs> Uh, but from when I did the sound design, I was like, whew, yeah, these tech days are long fucking mm-hmm. days. Tech weeks, really, but um, but yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so you may have heard uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 released. I uh, did. I don't know if you we, did. We, know we were talking not, about but, it just a minute uh, ago. It, it released, and uh, we talked a little bit about it last last week. And I don't know if I said it properly, Um. I, I don't know if people thought maybe I said that it made a billion dollars like on opening weekend and stuff. It sold almost one billion copies mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah. Not just a billion dollars. Like, that's insane. One seventh of the planet no, bought a copy of that game. No game has ever yeah. even come close mm-hmm. to that. It's just. Absolutely, unbelievable. What do you call that? So, super platinum? I don't, know. I, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I just don't even know. It's a little, got a little cape on it. it it's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy though. Um, and let me get, let me, let me sum this up for you, okay? Avengers, Avengers: Infinity War. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty popular movie. Number three. Number one domestically, uh, highest grossing movie in the United States. Yep. Ever of all time of ever, and third on the the highest all time movie releases ever of all time of ever. Mm -hmm. So one and three respectively made a lot of fucking money. Yeah, and that was over three four months or so before it wrapped it up. Red Dead Redemption two made more than Avengers: Infinity War in its entire run in three days. Yeah, three not, fucking days. Not surprising. Insanity, in sir. Yeah, well, like, damn. Can you? That's 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 stupid money. Well, like, that's the trend of the market. That's where the the money is moving, and it's making. So, like, if you, I mean, just just in its simplistic form, because a mathematician, I am not. Right. So, hear me out here. So, say a billion people did buy. Red Dead Redemption. Oh, okay, yeah. So at the well, very... Well, no, it sold one billion copies. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 sold a billion copies. Yeah. So say at the very least, not that that, that that all of them are just the standard, not special edition, just the standard $60 with $65 mm-hmm. with tax edition. Mm-hmm. And Which they sold a billion were. copies. So you figure at the base, that's $65 billion in profit. And I know that's not even right. It's more than that. But, right? Like... Something like that, yeah. Well, it, no. I mean, once you get into that many pennies, it'd probably be like something like 50. Because it's selling yeah. for fifty nine ninety nine. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't that just fucking crazy, though? Like, No. 
It, Not really. I've never seen games sell like that, ever. Well, I mean, okay. So I see what you're saying, and you are correct. It is crazy in that regard. But, I mean, what... That's just, that's been the trend for decades I mean, now. I guess I knew that the anticipation was high. I did not expect it to be more than fucking Avengers uh, Infinity War high in three days. I, I saw the writing on the wall when Halo 3 came out and people were standing outside video game stores at midnight yeah. waiting for a video game to come out. You know what's nice now? I was now like, oh shit. Is nobody has to do that shit anymore because you can just buy it on PlayStation <laughs> yeah. Store. Download it. Yeah. It downloads, pre-downloads. Yeah, and, and, and while I do love the convenience of the world we live in now, I still miss part of those... You know, go out and get your camaraderie yeah, on at midnight type things, you know. Yeah, the the gathering, yeah, the like event I, of it we, all. We yeah. speak of it, you know, often in terms of going to the movie. You know, mm-hmm. we miss the lines and the people we talk to while waiting to get our seats and all that, which is now basically obsolete um, as there are. So it happened know, so quick. I yeah, it was like, it. we're doing this, we're doing this. The business is now and forever changed. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, shit. <laughs> so, yeah. um but yeah, and also uh, to our our dear friend Chad uh, at at our home base, the AMC out there. Last time I saw him, I gave him, and if he wants to accept it, uh, you know, we we will always make sure that we can. But I saw, I was like, you have a standing invitation if you ever want to come on the show and oh, talk yeah. stuff. You just got to let us know uh, a couple days ahead of time so we can make sure that we have everything all set. But you know, I was like, come talk movies. I was like, he used to talk to us out here, and. I mean, we could go back out there now, but it's it really didn't. The whole point was to mingle with the crowds, and now there's no mingling with the crowds. Yeah. There, there's not. We could interview the people who work there. That's pretty much it. That's really, yeah, <laughs> that's that's about it. So, I mean, that's a pretty pretty big change. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or uh, get a much bigger booth and, yeah. and attract attention. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and then finally, uh, of, the, of the news that I'm... I I was super duper duper super duper 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 super excited about. Now I'm only like super duper lot. super duper maybe super one more time excited okay. about. And that is uh uh we we even speculated on if it was going to be called um what we do in the shadows the TV show. Oh yeah. It is. Mm-hmm, okay. Uh it will be called what we do in the shadows. Sadly no, no Murray. No, well, no, no Jimmy Clement. Yeah. No, no Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. and no, um, uh, I don't know the guy's name, but the guy that played Deacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, no vampire. Yeah. Uh, well, the vampires, yes, just new vampires. Oh, okay. And and werewolves, I'm sure. Well, Taika Waititi will, will a little be part busy. of it. I I know he's slammed, but <laughs> Taika is the type too that would, if he could. Would make any available effort to have some sort of cameo, whether it be secret or loaded. Oh to, yeah, he probably to, would to prep yeah. the show. You know what I mean? Or maybe mm-hmm. the the kickoff episode or, I'm or sure something. He's an executive but, producer. You know, uh, he's probably going to come and be like, "Yeah, this this is my thing here, and uh, <laughs> I I want to make sure that it's in, it's in the right look, hands." Looks and, uh, good. Looks and, good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get on, but uh, yeah, yeah, you, you're doing good work. Thank you. Uh, and then he would leave. And because uh, Taika then was a funny guy that did stuff in New England, or New England, <laughs> New Zealand. Uh, he made like, wait, England. what? A funny guy that did stuff in New Zealand. And then uh, I would say, I mean, he'd been in the business for a while. He he was an actor in well, Green Lantern. Had, I believe he had a writing credit. Yeah, they had um, the HBO show, and too. And then he, had the, he did a couple of uh, episodes of The Flight of the Concords. Yeah. 
um, which was a pretty short-lived show. Uh, two even seasons. though it took a long time for those two seasons. It's great. I love uh, every minute yeah. of it. Uh, did you see? Did you watch the special? The new special? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, they just had one o- October sixth. Yeah, um, Tenacious D came out with a new album. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit's just popping. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard the album? Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, so, but I mean, I I I would have liked. To to have seen, I know Taika could not do every episode of a TV series right now. They're they're he's Marvel busy. He's doing his own stuff busy. Um, but yeah, he started as an actor. He did the Green Lantern, um, and then you know by the time he was doing what we do in the shadows, uh, there was a couple of people that knew him. Uh, we didn't really even know him. We just knew that you knew him that he did some Flight of the Concord yeah. stuff, and that was the only thing that we knew. We knew that we liked Jermaine Clement mm-hmm. for you. You liked him for Flight of the Concords at the time. I, I mean, and I was like, well, I haven't seen that at that time, but I like him in almost every movie he's been in because he's funny and he's got a, a voice that's just great. Um, the Jermaine Clement. He does. Yeah, I, lo- I love his voice. <laughs> can you, you can poke them. You want to poke them? Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's poke. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I just, everybody's, the, the, at least two of those three are, I would say, uh, I would Pretty. say Taika is a megastar in the directing world right now. Uh, Jermaine Clement yeah. is, is famous, you know, and, and has a full plate, but he, uh, he's not like Taika where like all of Taika's I, I think he's got a lot of irons in the fire though. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's doing all kinds of shows and. and oh, he is. He stays very busy. Yeah. Uh, but Taika's like Marvel busy. I think he's doing what he busy. wants, you know? Taika's next, next level busy. Taika's like, I still want to make some of my own movies. And Marvel's like, cool, you get three months, do it now. <laughs> yeah. We need you back I, here. And we're probably going to need you to fucking fix this galaxy stuff too. So yeah. uh, don't go far. And he's like. Yeah, I couldn't believe Jermaine Clement wasn't in the Thor. Like I was like, how did you not just stick him in there for two? Yeah, seconds? and they also like to use that other guy too. Uh, I don't know the actor's name, but he's in a lot of his other movies. He was in. He uh, never watched Fear the Walking Dead, but if I pulled up a picture of the guy, you the would other know, New Zealand guy, yeah, he's yeah, Brett. Um, he, he was in uh, the Meg. He re- most recently the Meg, mm-hmm. but uh, he's in yeah, he's in lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. If I showed you the picture, you'd be like, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, but the guy yeah. with the beard. Yeah, the guy yeah. with the beard. But yeah, that show is coming on. God, I wish I remember. Uh, that show is coming on in spring, um, and that's a lot sooner than I thought it would be. I didn't think. I didn't think that it would be. It's pretty quick. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's like in a couple of months. I thought it was going to be like next October, mm-hmm. sort of a thing, um, which is not. Also, I know I just said the, 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 but this is like for real because I forgot about it. Remember, I told you a while back that they're doing Disney's launching its own streaming service, which is not news, but right. that Loki was getting his own show with Tom Hiddleston, mm-hmm. and that Scarlet Witch was getting her own show with uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yes, Elizabeth Olsen. Now there is a Falcon and Winter sh- Winter Soldier show with Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, also going to be getting their own series. As well, most likely to perhaps decide the Captain America mantle. I'm not sure. Large speculations are saying that Disney wants Captain America to be a person of color. Um, is the term that they used? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think you were supposed to use that term anymore. But that's. I don't. No, that I, is the thing. Is that P-O- how it's, POC. Okay. Well, that is how uh, Disney phrased it. Is that no? We you're were, not supposed we, to call someone colored. Oh no, it's very you, different. No, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, sir. Um, but no, they, they said that they are looking at a person of color to play Captain America, which 
logically says that it's going to be Sam, to be. which is Anthony Mackie. Really, the only um, person. But they signed Bucky to a nine picture, a new, excuse me, new oh, nine re-upped. picture deal. So, which he's fulfilled one of. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe two with uh, Infinity War, but he was in Infinity War very often. And no. they damn sure wasn't going to get a full film credit for the tag on the end of Black Panther. Oh. That counts as one. Yeah. That counts as one. You said three words. Counts as one. He might. That might. <laughs> I mean, I maybe know. it did. Yeah. But he signed a new nine-picture deal. Very lucrative. It seems like he is the guy that they were planning on moving forward with. But recent reports seem to refute that. So I guess we'll see. And I think it's going to. I think it's going to come out in that. Once I saw they were doing a series with those two, I'm like, ah, they're going to decide who's going to be Captain America, and they're going to do it on their streaming service, because everybody's going to need to know that. Yeah, I don't care enough. I care. But those I, are two, I care, but those are two en- of my more fav- favorite of the. Not enough to subscribe to oh, a I'm Disney gonna, streaming. I'm subs- I'm yeah, gonna, you would anyway. I would yeah. imagine. I'm I'm going to just because yeah. I, I I want all that stuff. DC, I, I'm not I'm not subscribing to, but I will I will say their Titans show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, I would if it was just Marvel stuff. I'd think about it, but yeah, it's for not going to be. Price. It's not going to be just uh, Marvel stuff. Oh, wait. Hold on. This is breaking now. Breaking. Breaking uh, news. Uh, that's my breaking sound. It's pretty the good. The world one. news now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I remember I just spoke of a Breaking Bad movie. And I'm you like, did. I don't know what the fuck it's going to be about. Apparently, uh, a Breaking Bad movie is in the works from creator Vince Gilligan, the film tracks the escape of a kidnapped man and his quest for freedom. That tells you nothing. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't even say... It shows you a picture, too. It's Heisenberg and Jesse. It is. But it doesn't say starring either one of them. Well, and they kidnapped a fair amount of people themselves, so it could be anybody. <laughs> they did. They kidnapped somebody in the second episode. They did. <laughs> so, actually, at the end of the first, it might have been the second. Yeah. Either way, early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the second. Yeah. And uh, and if you are an Idris Elba fan, he is now the sexiest man alive, says Piepal Magazine. He's, yeah, he, he earned it. I enjoy me some Idris Elba, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I, I could I could see how... Stringer uh, Bell. You know, I could see how the, the ladies might uh, <laughs> enjoy uh, a little and, Idris Elba in his accent. And, and some you know. men, too. Back oh, well, that, that too, yes. Um, you know, and perhaps even some aliens from afar. They're like, you know, that Idris Oh, did Elba. you hear about that today? There's aliens? Um, or the object that they found in space that they believe to be a space alien? Well, it could or? be a, a solar sail is what it could be. Okay. So but not ours is the whole point. That well, yeah, it's not ours. Yeah. yeah it's so. not man-made. It could be an asteroid. That's what they thought it was. But apparently, I guess the way it moved, they thought it was like a, a, was, ma- a manufactured object. Mm-hmm. I heard it. It's more of a ghosty thing Ooh, for me. But. He's like, this is bullshit. I do not <laughs> like this sound. Stop it, please. I'm going to turn over. Yeah, he's like, I don't like it so much. I'm laying on my back. So, <laughs> And on that note, we are going to give you Lay one on more <laughs> hit of our Queen song uh, as we go into our review um, for Bohemian Rhapsody. Been waiting for it all show. I bet you think uh, you know what I'm going to say about it. And I, 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 it's probably an astute assumption at this point. So uh-huh. uh, find out if you're right, right after.
Okay, so you've heard, my guess is you've probably heard or read a lot of info on the Bohemian Rhapsody. My guess is you've read it, you've heard it, and you've heard uh, wild swings. Some saying they absolutely hated it, and some saying it's fucking amazing. Very few people <laughs> in between. Um, so here's the deal, okay? Uh, I'm going to break it down for you. Are you a tweener? I'm going to break it down for you like this. No, but uh, there's something that goes on in this movie that, okay, so here's the deal. Uh, That's the whole thing of our show. Uh, We are educated in the ways of of the business of show. I have a degree that taught me basically how to study movies, which I already kind of knew how to do, and now I could just do it officially. So when I'm watching a movie and something is a bad device, or they're using something, or there's a sloppy edit, or there's a song jump, or stuff like that. I notice it like a record skip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I see that, and there's no way that my brain, with how, I've, with how many movies I've watched, and with how many hours I spent, you know, studying and, and, and getting my degree in film... That it's just it's impossible. It's second nature. Like, oh, that was ooh, that was bad. Oh, that was sloppy. What the? Uh, why did mm-hmm. you? What is going on there? So when I watch certain movies, uh, it, our our mutual friend Webb said a long time ago when I first got into this business, way back in two thousand and four, uh, he said, "Hey, welcome. My wife says you're you're pretty good, and uh, that's good enough for me. So are you ready to have everything that you watch be ruined?" And I'm like, huh? <laughs> He's like, you're going to find out how they do it. The movie magic, it's going to be gone. You're going to know. Um, and while I concede, I do know 96% of it. Sometimes they fool me. And sometimes oh, yeah. I'm like, how the fuck they do that? Mm-hmm. But not, it's not very often. Um, and for J-Rod, it's even less. Because he is the guy that builds the stuff and makes the... How they do that. He's the guy that does the how they do that stuff. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. So uh, he he even can really pick up on it. So here's why I think that, you know, my enjoyment of the Queen movie is is up here. And when you watch it, I don't know if you're going to have as easy of enough time separating what makes the movie what's problematic about shooting the movie versus just not caring. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's, here's the divide. Okay. I told you it's a trend. It's gone on most recently. It was venom. Um, uh, or now, uh, to, uh, the star Wars kerfuffle, uh, <laughs> of the, of the, the episode eight, well, apparently 50% of the backlash was Russian trolls and hackers. What? This is the movie business. This is Star Wars. What? Yeah. This is insane. No no comment. So uh, so anyways, you know, the reviews come out and people are like, ooh, yeah, uh, Freddie Mercury deserves better. Ooh, this is not a very good biopic. Ooh, you know, this is not a thorough telling of the story of Queen. Ooh, uh, Freddie Mercury hid that he was gay. Ooh, Freddie Mercury would never want to see a movie where he was portrayed as being homophobic to, or self, what is it, self-deprecating uh, homosexual individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go, that th- th- there aren't those. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> so many. Um, that's my first problem right there is, hold on. First off, 
if you say if you're one of the people that's like, well, they didn't portray Freddie Mercury as as overly and overtly gay in this movie, and he was, and that's not Freddie Mercury. They deserve better. You don't know much about Freddie Mercury. You you don't. And <laughs> I don't want to be the one to have to burst that bubble for you, but I do know a lot about Freddie Mercury, and I know that while Freddie Mercury was not ashamed of his sexual preference, he did not want that information out, and even when it got out... Well, he knew it would ruin his career. Yeah, especially at that time. Uh, This is the 70s, and if you were a gay man in the 70s, it was so much more taboo than even the 80s or the 90s. Mm -hmm. The 80s was the the boom, you know, the the start of the... the cultural awakening, if you will. Yes, and, and, you know, the start of we we can... We can be gay, we can be proud, and we can fucking party and have a good time, too. Mm-hmm. And Freddie Mercury started in, you know, he came from very conservative parents, uh, very conservative. And he um, he had, a, he had a, a, a love of his life that was a woman for many, many, many years. Um, they remained best friends, but as they, you know, lived together and as Freddie found out, you know, he liked men. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that I can't necessarily relate to because it's different for everybody that is gay and how they come about finding out, going about coming out and all that stuff. That's all a super, you know, it's a thing now. Uh, and it, well, it's, it's a personal it's, journey. It is. It's a personal thing. It's done differently for each person. And not everybody can just jump out and be like, hey, yeah, I'm gay. I've always been gay. I've been hiding it, and I'm not going to hide it anymore. To, as easy as, as, you know, somebody else, per se. Um, yeah, well, and maybe their personal circumstances won't allow them to for whatever reason. Exactly. You know, there's all kinds of factors. But yes, there's so many. And in this particular case, Freddie Mercury did not want people to know he was gay. Freddie Mercury was not openly gay while he would not deny liking men he did not ever talk about liking men yeah he was like i'm here to talk about music i'm here to talk about this yeah he kind of this is what took i'll a do none of your business yeah stance and, and he held that stance until literally seven days before he died <laughs> yeah uh like i'm i'm not joking uh, he seven days before he died everybody knew he had aids um and, and let me be let me be clear here People can get HIV virus and they can live for many, many years, especially with the medicines now. HIV is not a death sentence as they as it was yeah, in the yeah. 80s where you get HIV, hey, in a little bit, some years, you're going to die mm-hmm. and it's going to be rough. Um, Freddie Mercury did not contract HIV. Freddie Mercury went straight from healthy guy to AIDS. Yeah. It's not... This, uh, you, well, HIV is AIDS. Yes and no. HIV is the well, start of yeah. what leads to you getting mm-hmm. the AIDS. And Freddie Mercury did not have that time. So Freddie Mercury's demise was swift. Um, it's like a matter being, of months. He went from being a healthy man um, and, you know, through 1985 to 87. And he started feeling the effects in 87 and was... A shell and and passed uh, about four years later. It was yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have HIV, even severe HIV. 
you got 10 years left in you, and that's in the 80s when there wasn't even that good of drugs for it. AZT. You know what I mean? Like, now, uh, he, he might have had a, a fighting chance, but even then, he would have had to have admitted to himself that that is what he would have had, and he would have had to have publicly went and, and dealt with that. Well, and at the time, like, people who were younger may not know this, like, AIDS was the gay disease. It was, yeah. It's not like, you, did, you know, I got it from a needle, I got it from from this, Heroin. I got it from, you know, whatever, yeah. or shit. Parents that you know, you if you had AIDS, well, you were gay. Yeah, and that's there was no other way to get it. Yeah, um, and and it was, and so just by telling people what he was dying of, he would have had to admit exactly. And so it's the people that are like, well, you know, he needed to. That would not have been true to who Freddie Mercury really was. And if you think you don't have to take my word for it, because you could be like, well, that's bullshit. And and you are if you want to feel that way, cool. That just watch any documentary on Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I learned can, that in the VH1 yeah, behind you the music can, or you whatever. You can go to YouTube right now and you can type in Queen Live Aid set, and the second video is a one-hour video that is the the rise of Queen and the rise and fall of, uh, of Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. and Queen. And it tells you all about it and how he felt. And the movie honors that. So don't be one of those that's like, well, I'm going to boycott this movie because Freddie Mercury was a gay man. And this movie's not telling everybody that he's a gay man and it's doing the gay community a disservice. It's not. It's what life was like to live like that in the yeah. 80s. And this whole movie's goal was to put you in or look, have you look through the eyes of Freddie Mercury and some of these truly extraordinary situations i'd go on that ride and and it, and that's what and that's what it is that's what <laughs> the movie is and that's why so many people like it and that brings me to my point now you have critics and this started out in the 40s okay uh like 42 percentage wise, yeah, yeah percentage wise not not 1940s but, <laughs> uh but yeah it it was in the 40s and i was like you whoa what has gone on here and they're like yeah oh, freddie mercury deserves better oh it's this oh it's that and and I'm going to tell you this now. Um, it does have a lot of biopic tropes. Um, jokingly, but like in Walk Hard, like the ripping of the sink off the, the wall. Like, you yeah. know, the, the backstage troubles and angst. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there are... No, no, Freddie Mercury does not rip a sink off the wall backstage. But in biopics, there Dramatic, are formulas. Yeah. Um, and yes, this movie had that. Uh, yes, this movie made Dramatic bad cuts license. in the, in the middle of songs. Like you're getting down, like, yeah. Uh, and then, you, you know, in your mind, you're combating everything in your body to not sing along because you're in a theater. <laughs> you know? Yeah, fuck it, sing along. Yeah, some people did. They could not contain mm-hmm. themselves. And I, I'm, I, I'm, hell yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Get it. Because it's that infectious. The music is is that is that good, yeah. um, so that's why we like Queen exactly. And so my my point here is this: is yes, um, my movie educated mind saw all of that. It saw some sloppy edits. It saw uh, some lip syncs. Some article thought they'd be real cool and be like, Rami Malek basically just lip syncs the entire movie. Okay, <laughs> first off. You know, he's an actor, right? He's not Freddie Mercury. He is not really Freddie Mercury. <laughs> he was not born as Freddie Mercury. and There are he, very you know, few people on the planet who can do what Freddie Mercury I'm going to say this. There is nobody yeah, right. that can sing and sound exactly yeah. like Freddie Mercury. There, you can, definitely you agree, can yeah. 
plainly hear when Rami Malek is singing and when it's Freddie Mercury. It's undeniable. And that's if anybody who, I don't care if it's Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's uh, Jimmy Mercury. Uh, You know (laughs) what I mean? Whatever. uh, Francis. You're going to know when it's Freddie and when it's Rami. And Rami does a great job. But to call it out. Like, first off, like it's a problem. I would rather hear Freddie than somebody do a bad version to try to make it sound as good as they could. Like, you know, they don't sing in the music videos. either. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, that's my whole point here is, yes, uh, he did, because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, very few people that do these movies are fucking Jamie Foxx. Yep. I, Excuse me. I should, I should, I, All of them are actually yeah, fucking. Very, very few people in this movie are fucking as good as Jamie Foxx. <laughs> fucking as good. Yeah, and even then, so, but, but I mean, Jamie Foxx committed. A, he did a world class Ray well, Charles impression did. that was established, amazing, and people, if you close your eyes, could possibly not tell the difference. People who don't listen to Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. Me and Jay Rod listen to a lot of Ray Charles. Yeah. We're going to know, but we're going to go, God dang, what the fuck? That's good. Yeah, That's like, good. like three head turns. Like, mm-hmm. huh, huh, huh? And the full commitment to, you know, not everybody's going to play a blind man and wear prosthetics for six hours a day. Not everybody's going to be a like classically trained. Like Jared Leto. <laughs> like a, yeah, like a classic. I mean, if you don't know, Jamie Foxx legit is a classically trained pianist. He was playing that music. Yeah. He was singing those songs yeah. and he sounded... Ninety-seven percent like Ray Charles. It's pretty good. Um, Once in a lifetime. That's why you won a fucking Oscar yeah. for it. Yeah. And it was not even close that year. They're like, "Hey, you did a movie." They're like, "Yeah, Jamie Fox did his shit too." I don't care what I did. Yeah, I ain't beating him. <laughs> it just ain't happening. Um, like it, a John Void is like, "God damn it!" Yeah, it's like, man, I just I should have I should have done a movie next year instead of this year. <laughs> damn it. So. I just don't I don't like that the they called out Rami Malek for that because Rami Malek is what makes this movie such a polarizing film. You take Rami Malek and the performance out of it and you just rely on the music and maybe as good of a performance, but I don't know. Yeah, who do you put in there? I mean, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen left because he you know, him and Queen clashed on what they wanted to do. Queen's going to know how to treat the material. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have all the respect in the world for Sasha Baron Cohen. But if Brian May's like, well, Sasha, uh, we don't we, we don't want it to go down like that. Um, we, we need it to, to be like this. And he's like, no, I don't want to do it like that. This is what I see. Um, they're like, okay, um, <laughs> we're not going to do it like that. Well, I'll walk. Well, then uh, have a Coke and a smile and get the fuck out. Uh, it was ugly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and they bring in Rami Malek, uh, who is just like, holy shit! How I get to work with Queen? How, how the fuck did I do this? <laughs> That's Brian May. Da- what? Huh? <laughs> Damn! Uh, and Brian May also has a cameo in the film too. By the oh, way, that's good. Um, so I just Rami Malek, though, my God, well, you, because you, you don't, you just show your ignorance. You, you know, you're just a person at a school who got a job writing movie reviews and you don't actually really know anything about movies i'm saying like what'd you do take journalism classes like and and then that's not all of them and then some of them might be such such big queen fans that they just can't handle anybody doing it and without giving it because here's 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 the thing okay 
It's Freddie Mercury uh, and it's Queen. Now, this is not so much a movie about Freddie Mercury as it is about Freddie Mercury and Queen. And you don't get an in-depth look at, I was born here, I grow up here, I meet these lads here, I do this here, we create this thing. It's Like chronologically, you mean, or just in general? Is, no, you just don't get an in-depth of it. It's, hey, I'm Freddie. Hey, we move along. Hey, we put out a song. Hey, oh, this gotcha. was our first album. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're on our second album. We want to do this. We want to mm-hmm. call it Night at the Opera. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. It's So I called it, I, I, I called it like this. It's it's like a it's like a stop a video stop on the greatest hits of the best moments of Queen with small lead ups and songs that were written in songs that we've chosen, especially the ones that we're going to go out on um, that they really wanted to focus on as some of the best moments of Queen. And you say, well, who picked these moments? Fucking Queen. <laughs> like <laughs> the, all of them, the guys who were Mercury, there, the the other three, uh, they're the ones that picked it. Um, and so, you know, you can't get mad that they don't want to tell a story that is, you know, hey, we're queen, uh, go fuck yourselves. Tell us about this Mercury fellow. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That that you can't have one and not the other. And Freddie Mercury would never wanted that way either. Um, no, uh, he loved those guys. No, they touch on it briefly uh, in the, in the film. But if you don't know, uh, early on in the days of Queen, Freddie Mercury was uh, presented with the, an option of of Hey, uh, we want you to go on your own. We're going to pay you a fuck ton of money and to be a solo act. To now. be a solo act, and uh, Freddie Mercury, it, 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 whether it's his real or not, they portrayed it in the movie as well. He kicked the man out of his car. Right then. Yeah. He's like, fuck you. That's not Queen. Yep. Then things changed. Tensions flared. Freddie Mercury did go out on his own for a little bit. They don't really get into all that, and they don't need to. It's not. That's not what it is. You know what I mean? Well, that's, it's not the kind of movie they wanted to make. It's not. Yeah. And, it, and, and in the end... Nobody cared about that kind of stuff because, you know, you go on there and and now oh, but the, some people the, do these the, days. You well, know. nobody in the audience, because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you here in a second. The the critics score is now because I think people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you critics? Because everybody came out of it loving it. I've not talked to a person yet that I know personally and had a conversation with that. I was like, hey, uh, did you see the new Queen movie? I did. Did you like it? Fucking loved it. You mean you didn't hate it? Who the fuck hates that? <laughs> like, apparently some critics and only critics. Like, Interesting. Like, And I'll, I'm going to give you the splits here in a second. It's going to blow your mind. Well, not your yeah. mind, but it, it will blow the listeners' The collective minds. mind. Um, and, and I might as well get to that now because here's, here's, here's what. Um, it's now bumped up to a 60 because some critics were feeling the heat because they are starting to get called out on it now by more than just us, like by even the people, like... Get off your period high horse <laughs> backspace backspace h i g h horse. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why don't you just sit back, watch a movie, and enjoy it? Like and I and as 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 a hybrid, I consider myself a hybrid critic because yeah, I totally get that aspect of it. Okay, whip out your notebook. Yeah, sloppy scene here. Bad song cut there. What was that about? Not sure. Was this scene necessary? Yeah, okay. For, and yes, in some movies, 
Never been more apparent, and you're absolutely right. And me and J-Rod, both usually when it's real bad, we're like, and we're on the same page with it. Now, J-Rod follows that kind of stuff a lot more than I do for just, and then, like, because while J-Rod loves his movies, he's also got an inquisitive mind. So he likes to... Poke holes in Yeah, things. well, even when I do, that, that, that is entirely true. <laughs> yeah. But I'm even, even when, it, uh, sorry, uh, I'm still uh, willing to acquiesce. You know, when Indeed. it's when it's fun, I'm like, okay, it has yeah. problems. You, you said, I mean, to to show you that J Rod is is fun and hip and with it. You know, <laughs> he was like Jupiter Ascending was fucking stupid, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, it was eyeball candy and it was cool. It was fun. Stupid whispers, red fun. mane. We didn't expect it to be Oscar we material. We came out with a story and a running gag that yeah. persists to this day. Yeah. Now, yeah. in this movie, okay, when you're watching this, uh, I I noticed every time when I was like, eh, I probably wouldn't have done that, whatever. Uh, eh, I probably would have changed that. Ooh, that was a bad cut in the song. I ought to let it go to there before they cut it um, because everybody's going to notice and they're going to go abruptly, whoa. They just <laughs> took me out of the moment of that song. You, you just went finish. from the second verse to the chorus again, and I know it doesn't do that. Um, so, uh, but most people are so swept up in the music. And if you go to the IMAX, just the sound and just Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you don't care. You're like, eh, who cares? Bad cut. Fucking awesome song. Uh, eh, who cares? Holy shit. How the hell did that man look just like fucking Freddie Mercury? Like (laughs) it's insane. Like the, the meticulous recreation and, and people are like for all the recreations and all the good that this movie tries to do in the end it just doesn't tell a good Freddie Mercury story fuck you you pompous ass seriously Oof. yes come out it swinging fucking does get off the high horse man seriously it does like it's a great fun movie to watch is it a great film yeah is it a fun movie to watch? You damn right it is. And let me tell you to the tune of this. A critic says 60%, and that's high. An audience percent, 95% of the audience liked it with an good. average rating of, because you say, well, it's just a percentile. You don't know if they're giving it three stars or four stars. The average rating is 4.7 out of five stars oh, with 119,000 reviews in Wow. Average of four point seven stars. Wow! That's so so clearly, people are enjoying the shit I, out of I, this movie. I would say that it is indeed beloved. Yeah, uh, and and again, <laughs> it, and it goes on. This is going to be one of, if not the highest grossing biopic movie of all time. Doesn't mean it's the best, but it means it deserves to be, not be dismissed so uh, callously as it was because it didn't give you an in depth look at the struggles of Freddie Mercury because this movie wanted to remain upbeat and and treat the passing of a legend in a way when you're not going to, you know, you got to be respectful, but you don't want to go in there and leave on just a massive down note either. Well, you also, know? They, this ain't no star is born uh, yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Well, and it's a different, I mean, there you get to make it up, so you can tell whatever you story you want. But with Freddie Mercury, like, I, I know from watching those documentaries we've seen on TV, mostly, um, you know, the VH1s and whatever, they do the hour-long documentaries. Um, 
Freddie Mercury was an extremely private person. There is the most private. Yeah, very little actually really known about his private life uh, when they weren't making music together. There is virtually almost zero footage of Freddie Mercury outside of performing an, of performing or at a musical event to either sing or an accept an award. Mm-hmm. If he's not doing that, he was not seen. Yeah. Um, and that's even before he was sick, even like he he's like, hey, I am a private person and I, you will respect that. And yeah. people uh, they, even even with his band folk, he, yeah. like, they didn't really yeah, hang the, out much. Yeah, no, they didn't. And the only people that knew that Freddie Mercury was sick was his bandmates, his best friend uh, his and his partner. His best friend was the lady that he right. uh, was Dating started forever. up with yeah. for a while, and then his partner was what he had evolved to because he lived with his partner for the last you know ten years or whatever, yeah. uh, fairly openly, but again privately, within, yeah, privately within his house, is, um, and then only came out because he had to because they're like, hey Fred, you, you're not going to make it another <laughs> few days, mm-hmm. and you're going to need to make an announcement. Um, and he did, and people were like, yeah, we know, and we embrace you, and damn it, you know, because fuck, and we don't care that you were gay now, we care that we're going to lose one of the most enigmatic, uh, greatest uh, frontmen that has ever played the game not uh-huh. <laughs> not dissimilar to buddy holly like just taken too young and what would they would have com- have accomplished yeah if they were lived a full life exactly um so here's here's where i fall on it i, I i'm with them i gave the movie i'm not at, because i did see some of the some of the stuff and again i don't care about it but i'm not going to give it a perfect score because there are flaws in this movie i'm just simply saying if you are a queen fan you're not going to care about the flaws you're most of the movie going okay. audiences are not even going to see them and i was like i don't even know what you're talking about and i'm <laughs> like well there was this there was this there was this there was this and she was like i didn't even notice that mm. and i'm like I don't think most people will. Yeah. Um, I did. Again, my brain is cursed like that. Yours is too. Uh, <laughs> so much. Yeah. I haven't um, enjoyed anything since I was like 18 years old. I haven't old. enjoyed anything <laughs> since 1908. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I think that the majority, and I said this last week, and it is, it's become true, uh, the American standard movie-going audience is going to eat this shit up. Yeah. And they have, and they did. And it's going to go on to make more money. So I'm going to leave in closing with this. As I gave it four stars, I'm at a strong 85% on that, son, bitch. And I love this movie for the music. I walked out. I've not stopped listening to Queen since Thursday. <laughs> uh, seriously, I haven't. No, it's I been believe Queen you. Queen and that one other song yeah. I played before, before yeah. we started, mm-hmm. that Avet Brothers song. And that's been like 99% of my listening uh, with the, the small pause for the new Tenacious D. And then yep. uh, back to the back to the queen because uh, in that IMAX man, whoo, that's a, you don't go to the IMAX for the video for this. You go to the IMAX for the uh, the fourteen thousand watt sound system. Well, in the, the stadium crowd, yeah, like, I imagine know, the, the crowd the, noise. Yeah, they're pumping it out. So I have a story that I'm going to end with. 
it's it's uh it's an absolutely true story so if you want to challenge me on it i i i encourage you to I go will fight you. and look it up uh and and you'll see it's a bit of a heartbreaker uh but also a testament to the man and the talent that freddie mercury was so uh at this point if you are a listener and you did not stay for the credits uh of the movie that saw it or if you are a listener that has not heard the song The Show Must Go On by Queen, um, there's a backstory, okay? First off, The Show Must Go On, it's on the last album that Queen put out. It was put out um, after Freddie Mercury had passed away. Um, it was uh, There was other songs recorded. Um, that's not the last song on the CD or whatever, but they're not always recorded in order, Um they record as as they're there. And the last song that Freddie Mercury ever sang was two days before he died. He um they they were like, Hey, uh Fred, we we need one we have one more song. Do you want us to scrap it? We know you we know you're not feeling particularly very good. I mean and Freddie Mercury was not like, I know I'm gonna die in six days. You know, he's yeah. like the time is near. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and he could barely walk. Um he had some AIDS complications to, to keep him from that. So he had to be helped where he needed to be. So they sent over uh, people and then Freddie had his people. They got him. They loaded him up in the car. They brought him over to Abbey road studios. He uh, sat down in the booth. He asked for a small little, like little snifter uh, with a little bit of vodka in there to, you know, he had the body aches. Yeah, and he relieve the muscle pain. Yeah, mostly. Um, and so, uh, and if you listen to the lyrics of this song too, um, you'll you'll really listen to the lyrics of the show. Must go on. It ain't about uh, you know Ringling Brothers. Um, <laughs> it's about hey, uh, inside my heart is, is breaking. Uh, but either way, the show is going to go on. Um, I, so I, I, I encourage you to go and listen to the song, listen to the lyrics, and then keep this in mind. Freddie Mercury was about to, yeah, he was two days away from the day that he died. 48 hours. He went, he took a sip of vodka, he sat in that booth, sat in that booth, mm-hmm. not stood in that booth, sat in that booth, and belted out one of the most lyrically amazing, like, vocal performances that he had ever done on death's fucking door. He turned in a perfect performance. One take. I mean, I'm assuming it was going to be one regardless. Yeah. One take. And it is one of the best vocals of any queen song ever. And that is a man who was literally at death's door. Sometimes that's when it comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, all and 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 when I say at death's door, like I'm gonna, I might die here or there. Like the man could not walk. The guy could not. His vocal cords were fucked up for the most part. Like he was in trouble. And like it's a very it, body aches all the time. Body aching all the time. Not a, like that happens. He went in there, nailed the shit. And came out like it, that. Uh, that blows me away to this very day. 
Um, he loved what he did. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of those things, too, where it was, you know, uh, I don't know why, but I have a slight weird morbid fascination with, you know, uh, 48 hours before, uh, you know, like Paul Walker died. What did they do? Or 48 mm. hours before such and such died. What did they do? Or, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know why. And it's always sad. But I, I'm I'm always morbidly curious about that. For well, you know, you always think about the choices you would make if you know you were going to die. So. I guess, yeah. I mean, and he knew he was going to die, and he knew what he was going in there to do. And those lyrics that he was singing, too, I mean, I just, I, the chorus especially. And if you're a longtime listener of the show, we've talked about this before. We've talked about this when I found out this story, when I watched a, a, a Freddie Mercury documentary. Yeah. Uh, it was like two years ago, and I was like, holy shit. Um, and I, and we talked about it. We played it on the show then. And so, uh, we're not going to, we're not going to end with that, which would be a fitting show, the show or closing song. The show must go on. I, I would, if you can, uh, you know, do it for old simp, just listen to it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a great song and uh, listen to it, listen to those words. And then when you're listening and you're listening to this man sing, you know, just try to imagine yourself in that situation and just, it'll impress you that much, that much more. But no, what what I want to end with is a little bit more on the positive. Um, Freddie Mercury, I think, next to no one probably had the ability to hold a crowd in his hand. He could make millions of people... well, at least at, at live aids, millions of people <laughs> oh, because yeah. it was simulcast yeah. worldwide. But in, in a concert, tens of thousands of people hanging on every word. Um, and if you if you don't believe me, I, I really want you to check out that live aid set. But we have a, a tune here we're going to go out with. It's called "Love of My Life," which is actually one of my favorite Queen songs. It's not a hit. It's not. I mean, it is and it isn't. It's a song that Queen fans love because it's beautiful. And it's to uh, his his longtime Cult lady classic, friend. perhaps. Yeah, probably yeah, that would fall into that. Mm-hmm. If you're if if you say to me, uh, I'm a Queen fan, I'm going to be like, cool. Do you know this song? And if they don't, I'm going to be like, cool. You like Queen? If you say if you come up to me and you're like, I'm a diehard Queen fan. There's few in this world like Queen more than me. <laughs> and I'm like, love of my life. And they're like, huh? I'll be like, liar. You are busted, motherfucker. <laughs> but those just of us... trying to be cool. Yeah, you just try... Yeah. You just go see the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is that what you did? Mm-hmm. You get that movie soundtrack? I have always loved Queen. Yeah, it's on the first CD, you, you ass. You don't know. Um, but if you do know, you know it's a beautiful song. And that the audience loved it so much that whenever he would perform it, the audience would sing half the damn song and Freddie would let him sing it. Because how would you think it would imagine to feel writing a a simple love song and then being in in Rio de Janeiro in front of 100,000 fucking people and having every single one of those people singing your song back to you loud enough on stage that you can hear every voice in tune with one another. I'm going to go with weird. That's how that would feel is weird. It would be... <laughs> yeah, uh, well, the, the For me, movie... that's how I The would movie feel. gives you a taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie puts you in the eyes of Freddie Mercury as he witnesses that. And then they put you back in, in, in an unparalleled position to, to watch... Uh, a meticulously recreated Live Aid set. And when I say meticulous, 
I mean down to the amount of Pepsi cups versus beer cups on top of Freddie Mercury's piano. Like, in the exact place. And you go, no, yeah, huh. <laughs> and if you go right now to YouTube.com, you can see, because, I mean, uh, not that we would ever condone this, but there are bootlegs of films that are out. Um, and some fan took to one of the bootleg versions that were out, and he put side by side. Because oh, now, nice. in the, I should say this: in the end of the movie, the the the, the crescendo, the 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 climax, the is the live aid is, is the live aid set, and it's twenty minutes. And obviously, in the film, they're not going to just redo the whole thing. I would. Uh, well, they did. Mm. I'll get there in a second. They they just know it's two hours and fifteen minutes. We don't have another twenty to throw on there. <laughs> so let's give them the mo the, the the meat and potatoes of this thing. Cut out one song. Uh, you know, and, and trim up some of the the audience thing, and they show you side by side what they did do, and it will blow you away with how accurate the movements are, nice. the setup is, what it looks like, the crowd, and, and all that other stuff. It's it's just absolutely insane. The costumes and everything recreated was exactly one hundred percent pitch perfect. Right? How did they get it right? Because three members of Queen were consulting on this movie. Is this what Freddie wore? No. This is what Freddie wore. <laughs> it's in my closet, this bitch. It. This is the actual outfit right here. <laughs> so this is what you need to design it after. Just um, look like this. You know, uh, and and just just know that uh, the ending of that movie is what... Uh, I liked the movie, and then the ending hit. And, I, and the ending, I was like, wow, that was some phenomenal filmmaking mm. right there. Mm. I wasn't there the whole time. But when you do a scene like that that's world-famous... And been viewed hundreds of millions of times now through time, YouTube, videos, releases, and everything else. Um, it's just amazing um, how they can get that just so spot on. And if you don't know, Freddie Mercury was a damn good dancer and uh, a damn fine showman. And especially during that concert. And Rami Malik. I don't know. He's a dancing fool. Uh, <laughs> he had it all the way down. I mean, and if you don't know Freddie Mercury, if you watch the movie, you'll know. But Freddie Mercury, he didn't use a full microphone stand, and he didn't hold a microphone either. He held the the well, I guess what you would call the boom arm mm-hmm. of the mic, and he used. Uh, you can't see it here in the studio, but uh, on my microphone stand, uh, the arm that comes out of the top of the of the stand, he pulled that part out now what what happened in the movie i don't know if is how and why it really went down that way like i I don't know that much behind the scenes stuff that just might have been a oh maybe that's you know let's just make up some reason maybe freddie mercury just liked to use it because he liked having a prop i don't know um but the movie suggests that there was an incident that caused him to do that but he has a, a basically a long stick holding his microphone on the end and he'll use that stick as like a fake gun or he'll use that stick as like a a, a cane or a, all mm. kinds of different things. And, Prop. Yeah, and he whips it out, he dances around to it and just everything else and I, it's, it's amazing to me to see it recreated with how good uh, Rami Malek was able to do it. Now, this movie is not in any position to win any awards Academy wise, um, except for uh, Rami Malik should have a nomination. I'm not saying he should win. 
I'm not saying that. I bet at all. he does. Uh, I just don't, to make up for it. I don't. Mm, uh, <laughs> just kidding. I don't see that happening. I wouldn't count it out because yeah. it is. It's amazing. He is amazing. Without him, the movie falls apart. I don't say. I don't know if it falls apart, but it's not. It's not. Let's just say those critics. You would might bury it. Yeah. Well, you would. You would lend a little more weight to it because without that performance distracting you mm. from some of the, the the bad choices from the filmmaking mm-hmm. aspect. Rami Malek is so good. You, like I said, you really, you don't care. Right. Um, and without that, maybe you notice that more and maybe you're like, ah, what's going on here? But instead you get to see some of Queen's most iconic concerts through the eyes of, of the front man, Freddie Mercury. And it's as good of a look as we're ever going to get, whether it's fabricated or not. And to take that look and to peer through those eyes is uh, an experience and a treat that everyone owes to themselves. So that's what really um, matters about this movie. And that is what you should take with you um, when you're like, should I see this movie? If any of what I just said and you thought, oh, that sounds pretty cool, then yeah, go see it. (laughs) If any of that I said to you, go, I don't really care about all that stuff, then wait. But my guess is that as popular as Queen is, you're going to like this movie if you like Queen. If you like Queen, you're going to like this movie. So go and see it without fear. If you don't know much about Queen, eh, give it a shot. You're going to like the music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that. And what's great is for what Wayne's World did for me in 1990 or 1991, whenever it was, uh, this movie is going to do for a lot of other 10, 11, 12-year-olds that are going to listen to this music and go, what the fuck did I just hear? (laughs) That was awesome. That guitar player made his guitar do crazy good shit. And man, that guy could sing. Uh, and it's gonna, it's going to um, expose a whole new generation to uh, the great music that we were exposed to when we were younger, and that our parents were exposed to bef- before us. You know what I'm saying? I do. And if, uh, like I said, if if any part of you likes Queen, or even if any part of you just likes Rami Malek, the guy's a great actor. He's won an Emmy, Mr. Robots. Top shelf shit. Um, it's worth it for the performance. So, um, you know, get out there and see this one. You have been it, to the tune of an opening of 50 something million dollars. Kick the shit out of Venom, finally, something. Because <laughs> Venom's been a money monster. That's crazy. Another one that the critics are like, this movie's shite. 98 for something ridiculous like 89, 91, 80, 88 to 91% audience on that. Versus like a 40 on critical. It's crazy. Which is just insane. Saying Venom's the worst movie of the year. Well, it's actually one of the highest grossing movies of the year. It made so much money that Sony's now like, eh, maybe we don't want to sell the Spider-Man rights anymore. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's that going for it too, which is something for another show. So <laughs> uh, That being said, um, it's a Steeler game this Thursday. So... Uh, I am going to try to review The Overlord, um, but I don't know when I'm going to have a chance to get to it. But I'm going to try. Man, uh, you'll figure it out. Yeah, it's going to be at some point. It's going to be at some point over the weekend. 
Um, I, I definitely uh, want to check that out. And then uh, there's uh, there's some good stuff coming up too. Uh, Creed two is coming out oh, uh, yeah. the week after, which I'm really looking forward to. Thanksgiving week, yeah. Um, and then uh, you know we're going to be into the the swing of the the holiday uh, movie season that'll go right into Oscar season. So. Yeah, some good stuff Time coming. Keeps on slipping. That's right. Uh, we got Aquaman two coming up in December, which uh, I know you might not be excited for, but I am. Not really. I think it looks Damn. pretty darn good. So that being said, I'll see you back here, same bat time, same bat channel. And in case I don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. <laughs> Obrigado. Thank you.